Bibi Fahodier, welcome to the African Liberation Media Podcast. Media solely focused on the liberation and empowerment of African people. I'm your host, Gullah Jack, aka Russell Swilly. Let's get to it. Bibi Fahodier, this is the African Liberation Media. I'm here with brothers Amos and brother. Macaru. Intelligence comes from my, our guest. I want to go back and delve into some deeper ideas espoused by the great Jegna Marimba Ani, who we hope to have on the show at some point in time. She writes, culture is an energy source for thriving. It is a system of accountability. Culture is the petri dish to produce Africans. It is the means by which people protect themselves. In other words, it is an immune system to eliminate the Yorugu antigen. The Ma'afa, or the transatlantic slave passage, disconnected us from this critical cultural African room. The Urugu virus is fit, is never a host. Suffice it to say, the virus has no life of its own. It is not necessary thus to have Europeans in close proximity to us. What I have cited encompasses what we might describe as game changes if we were to inculcate ourselves once again with African culture. We lost Malcolm, Martin, Medgar, and now Kobe. Some people insist that these tragedies were game changes. They were not until we redevelop African-American institutions what are conducive to reestablishing, reinculcating us with an African-based culture, well then we will simply mourn temporarily and go back to the status quo. Speaking of Kobe Bryant, we have been bombarded with a plethora of conspiracy issues that my guest will definitely expound on. Gentlemen, take it wherever you want to take it. And maybe for Hody and Gullah Jack. So we know last week Kobe Bryant died in a tragic plane or helicopter, excuse me, helicopter crash. And just like always, right after his death, here come the conspiracy theorists with different theories about why he may have been assassinated or he may have been a threat. Anytime that an event happens, not even really a death, but anytime an event happens that is on a major scale, there's always a segment of the people who believe that there is a a reasoning or conspiracy behind this happening. Now, conspiracies do exist in some capacity. There are situations where people plot out things to achieve a goal. But in this instance, I have not seen anything that's been demonstrated by anyone to prove that Kobe Bryant was assassinated by the Illuminati, by the NBA, by the small hats, by anybody who was sought out to kill him. I have not seen anything demonstrated. And that's the important fact that I want us as a people to really start to use as our metric or our standard for following or believing things. If it cannot be demonstrated, and this is where science comes in or scientific thinking comes in, any theory that somebody proposes, there should be a method or methodology that you can follow to demonstrate or prove what that theory is or what that theory is trying to say. 
if somebody tells you something and you ask them, well, how do you demonstrate it? And they say, well, that's not important. Then I, can't, I cannot take what you're saying and know for myself that it's real. And I'm not saying that, you know, a lot of people say, well, you can't see everything with the human eye. We know it's a lot of elements like carbon, like uh, oxygen or air, electricity, all these different things that exist that we may not be able to see with the human eye. But those elements can be demonstrated through scientific methods. You can feel air, electricity will burn your ass up. <laughs> so this is something that we have to take into our minds in dealing with any information that we're given, not just conspiracy theories, but any information, whether it's the Bible, whether it's African history, whether it's world history, whether it's current events that take place, we have to start thinking critically and looking at evidence and being able to validate what we're saying. Now, yeah, people can come out with a theory and they can say, you know what, this is what I think. There's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with saying I have a hunch, I have intuition. This is what I believe might have happened or it could be the reason for it happening. There's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, when other people question what that person is thinking, you can't get defensive or offensive because people with critical uh, analytical minds want to see what you're saying validated as being true. So we got to get out of that mind state as a community because it's really one of the primary reasons for our current condition. We waste so much time theorizing instead of working to demonstrate, prove, and move on and use the facts to build what we're looking to build. We spend so much time really in emotions. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these conspiracies are oftentimes based around our emotions. And other races come in with their science and their technology and they exploit our emotions and, and they capitalize off of our emotions. And oftentimes these emotions, people will say, oh, this is spirituality. No, these are things that you don't wanna get up off of your lazy self and go and prove why this is a fact. So I just wanted to lead with that because it bleeds not only into this Kobe Bryant situation, but all across the board in a lot of things that we believe in the quote-unquote black conscious community. <laughs> you know, brother, there was a, there is a great lyricist gentleman by the name of Stevie Wonder. He had a classic song called Superstition. Very superstitious. When you believe in things you don't understand, you suffer superstition, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But to, to your point, you know, at some point, being African people, we have to synthesize the spirituality with the subsequent empirical proof scientific documentation. I'm going to quote uh, Francis Welsing, who said, who had a hunch. George Washington Carver said that the plants talk to him because of the melitocyte cell, which is real, produces the melanin, but also gives us a thinking capacity akin to the depth cell in the brain. Now this is Welsing. Welsing is still light years ahead of me, but you know some of her um, knowledge, what she espoused, uh, it just, it strikes a chord with me instinctively. Of course, we are conscious of the reality of the African genetic memory by way of Richard King, the third eye, melanin, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Even Einstein had a hunch, but then he went beyond the hunch mm -hmm. to scientifically prove uh, the theory of relativity. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about the synthesis. And then the last brother I'm gonna mention, <laughs> of course, is the great Amos Wilson. Again, he used a Star Trek as a model. He talked about Kirk being the corpus callosi, the medium between Spock, the highly logical, and Bones, the highly emotional. You know, if we get uh, to the point where as African people we become imbalanced, 
we eliminate a critical part of the other hemisphere of our brain. Suffice it to say, this is Amos talking. Emotion should feed the intellect, not dominate it. Mm. See, we're still talking about the synthesis. Exactly. Brilliant brothers, Amos, Welsing, and the examples that they use. Mm. Go ahead. Well, very definitely, I think, you know, what we're seeing today with the rise of social media and these social media uh, celebrities who have created their their brands, uh, you know, to push uh, things that basically are designed to uh, enrich, enrich themselves and, you know, for their own, uh, you know, self-aggrandizement. Uh, what it shows is that, you know, in this, we're in we're in a massive struggle for clarity mm. versus confusion. And I think when we hear anything, our first question should be: Does this does this bring clarity to the issue, or does it bring confusion? Now we certainly have a right to question everything because, as Malcolm told us, the most important thing we can do is think for ourselves. Not to just line up like toy soldiers and accept anything that comes out of the mouth of anyone simply because they have degrees of melanin. I mean, you know, melanin can't be the sole basis for loyalty. How much melanin did William O'Neill have, you know, when he betrayed Fred Hampton and became an accomplice to murder? I mean, obviously it's a very important factor, but not the sole factor. What this shows, in my opinion, is how far, far, far we've strayed from our origin, from the African origin of civilization. And I think the best uh, analysis of this, you know, from a mental or a psychological perspective was offered by Dr. Richard King in The African Origin of Biological Psychiatry. And one of the things he pointed out is, is what you just mentioned there uh, that Dr. Dr. Wilson put his spin on. He said the Africans, the ancient Africans who built the world's greatest and longest standing civilization, the, the, the Nile Valley Africans of ancient Kemet, he said they studied the mind and they, they discovered, you know, based on, because, you know, they were doing this uh, you know, the scientific uh, embalming of uh, people, uh, the mummification. And so they studied the mind and it, they, they concluded, according to Dr. Richard King, uh, that, the, that the mind has two cortical hemispheres which have different functions, but as you said, they're joined by the corpus callosum. And so the way, that, the, way the Africans uh, uh, projected this was that uh, the left cortical hemisphere represented a sore. It represented uh, abstract thinking. It represented rational thought, logic, reasoning, all of the things that were necessary, for example, to build these massive structures which still exist today to develop, you know, high levels of, of science and, 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 and mathematics. For example, you know, Africans were were calculating, uh, you know, the uh, the circumference, you know, of, of of a circle, you know, before anyone in Europe had written a single alphabet. Dr. Theophilo Benga goes into details with this in his book um, re regarding the um, uh, philosophy of, of of the ancient of the ancient Kemetic uh, people. So Dr. King said that 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 you had the left cortical hemisphere represented by a saw and the right critical and the right cortical hemisphere represented by a set which represented emotions, feelings, uh, spirituality, intuition, those types of things. But the synthesis of the two was represented by Heru. Heru represents the synthesis. And so the one of the major reasons why, and these are the things we don't often get, uh, not often discuss when people say, "Oh, my Africans built the pyramids. We built the." These are the these are the kinds of things that don't get discussed. The fact that Africans originated critical thinking, Africans or originated the concept of cerebral balance. How do you build a civilization that lasts for over three thousand years without this? 
It can't just be based on emotions. You can't just sit back and say, well, Patar, Atum, and Amon Ra created this, and now we, we can chill. No, there was con <laughs> there was constant development, right? There was there was there was there was constant development, you know, of the mind. You know that's why uh, I think it was either John G. Jackson or one one of them said that that, that Plato never never even graduated from the second grade in ancient Kemet. He he never made it out of the second grade to show you how far how, how far they were advanced but 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 what but what what they were saying was that and this is what this is where we have you know in the the past 500 plus years of powerlessness and a critical aspect of powerlessness is the the capacity to control our thinking you know in uh, in order to uh, you know to you know, continue the process of self determination the Africans practice cerebral balance. Dr. Karinga calls it a rational and emotional engagement of issues with a particular focus on human sensitivity and moral sensitivity. Okay? If you are morally and human, if you have moral sensitivity and human sensitivity, you won't stand up and make outlandish statements. You will, you will think critically if you have cerebral balance, balance between your rational thought and emotions, between logic and intuition, you know, between reason and feelings. And in and, and the past 500 years, we've essentially been reduced, uh, in, in many instances, many of our people have simply been reduced to one cortical hemisphere. No balance whatsoever. So that's why one of these... Uh, social media, YouTube personalities can stand up and say, well, Kobe was killed by the Illuminati. And then when people question that, because what is the Illuminati? Is there such a thing? <laughs> you know, I mean, what is it? Is it is it Jay-Z and Beyonce making, you know, signs, you know, at a concert? Oh, Jay-Z's a member of the Illuminati. What is the Illuminati? Okay. So then when that doesn't fly, when there's no explanation for what that is, or you know somebody making create something out of the figment of their imagination, they come back and say, "Well, uh, I have three suspects: the NBA, because Kobe was going to start a international league in China, or the pharmaceutical industry because Kobe was suing his pharmaceutical company over the naming rights of the Black Mamba." And Kobe was actually in the process of trying to work out a deal with this company to settle out of court so that they wouldn't have to go through extensive litigation. And then this person said the Council on Foreign Relations. Now, if you said the Council on Foreign Relations was involved in the assassination of Malcolm X, you might have some, that's plausible because they would have a vested interest in stopping um, uh, Marcus Garvey. The, the Council on Foreign Relations was started in 1921. Mm -hmm. They would have a vested interest in stopping a Marcus Garvey or Malcolm X because they pose a real threat to their hegemony. But what threat does Kobe Bryant pose? When Malcolm X and Martin King were killed, you know, based on, uh, you know, I was not socially conscious of everything that Malcolm meant at the time Malcolm was killed more so when Dr. King was killed but but immediately people began to say it's deeper than what meets the eye and people developed hypotheses various theories on who the killers were and why but what we see in both instances were people Malcolm and Martin who were under constant attack by all elements of the power structure, including their running dog lackeys in the black community. Where, you know, where is the evidence building up to this helicopter crash that, you know, said that the government or some, the deep state or the mafia or somebody had an interest in taking Kobe Bryant off the planet. Why? And the first question that I would ask, the first critical question that I would ask is if they had a motive for killing Kobe Bryant, 
where is the evidence to show their involvement? When you look at the plane, did the plane have a mechanical failure? I mean, the, the, the helicopter. Did the helicopter have a mechanical failure? They haven't discovered one so far. So if they haven't discovered a mechanical failure, then that means that if we're going with this idea that the Illuminati killed Kobe, the pilot would have to be willing to sacrifice his own life. Yeah, suicide. If he's working with the Illuminati and the, the plane, that means he crashed the plane. He's flying. Yeah, he crashed the plane into the mountain intentionally. Okay, so that means that they had to get to him for him to say, I'm going to kill myself so that I can kill Kobe Bryant so that your plan can work. For what? That's stupid. Yeah. You know, I mean, there was... <laughs> it's Saturday, you know, brother. There's no... There, <laughs> there, you know, if, if, if in fact, uh, there were some, you know, sinister forces. Maybe there was some type of super magnetic electro wa magnetic wave that the Illuminati pushed the button and the wave just flew out and 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 scrambled the signal of the, heli of the helicopter and then the helicopter. You see where this is going? It forced yeah, that, it into yeah, the mountain. Yeah, that, like, that, like, that, yeah. that, that's more plausible than self emulation. Yeah, because because there's, <laughs> you know we don't we don't see a we don't see a stinger missile, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know we don't we don't we, we you know we don't see a stinger. You know, uh, attacking uh, you know the plane. I got it. It's a new technology that they created. Come on, a supersonic uh, beam that's invisible to the naked eye that the aliens brought down from space. Come on, brother. And now the Illuminati have access to this power because the reptilians gave them all of this supernatural powers to be able to dominate us. So they pushed this button, and then this super, the supersonic beam caused the helicopter to crash. And that's how they killed them. You know, I'm. <laughs> I'm reminded of once again, brother Amos. Wilson. Was it a drone strike, Gullah Jack? Did they take the, Did they take a drone out? <laughs> a drone and strike the helicopter down. It It could have been, brother. <laughs> you know, based on some of the outlandish theories that we hear. But brother Wilson told us many years ago. You know, he said we have trouble dealing with the conspiracy right in front of our eyes. You know, we're going to deal with the hidden conspiracy. That which we can see. That which we can see. We have trouble. You know, you can't even come up with the a rational reason as to, you know, why 44th was ascended or selected before he was selected, or, you know. Uh, so, you know. Well, where, where, where are all these guns coming from that our, that our, that our young people are using to, to gun one another down in the streets? Yeah. That's see, right in front of us, right? right? Yeah, absolutely. I would, have more, I would have more belief in a conspiracy to kill Kobe Bryant if it was a situation where, somebody randomly just broke into his property in his house and killed his whole family. Mm -hmm. And I would say, okay, you know what? It's a possibility that somebody, an assassin got sent to shoot this man. Or let's say Kobe Bryant was on a plane that was flying across the country and a missile just happened to shoot the plane down. And the military says, oh, we, we thought that that was the incoming plane from Iran. Make more sense. It would make yeah. more sense. Yeah. But you know, for this man to be on a helicopter that he flies on all the time with the same pilot, a plane that's 30 years old, a plane that lacks the technology to be able to get alerts when you're close to the ground. So that means that really he should have upgraded this plane with all of the money that he has. If he were over $600 million, he should have upgraded this helicopter a long time ago. The same helicopter he's, that is from 1991. 1991 helicopter with low level, with down level technology, no black box. Uh, no terrain warning system. Wow. And not only that, the company that leased the helicopter, that, that owned the helicopter, was not certified to fly passengers in inclement weather. The pilot was certified, but the company wasn't. So, you know, we can see this is definitely going to lead to a massive lawsuit, uh, but uh, that doesn't that doesn't bring the, the lies back in it and it and it and it doesn't explain and the pilot was flying off of his own um he was using ground site he was using his own ground site instead of using air traffic control to guide him he he could he had the option to fly above the clouds and use air traffic control but see what happens in these situations many times and I'm not saying I don't have the evidence to say that this is what happened so um, I'm just giving you examples. Aaliyah, 
when her plane crashed. The pilot told her that the plane was overweight. Too, too much luggage. Too heavy. They still decided to fly. So there was the – sometimes you have these people who have lots of money, and they make a demand to a person. And the person goes against their better judgment because they are in fear of losing that salary if they don't appease the person that's asking the request. Yeah, and we have no idea. We're not saying that. Yeah. I'm not saying that Kobe Bryant nope. forced the man to, to, to fly in this condition or anything like that. We would never say anything like that. No, but no, what no. I am saying is that the way in this operation, there were many other methods that he could have used to where the helicopter would not have crashed. But there is no evidence as of yet to show that there was an outside force that caused the helicopter to crash or wanted the helicopter to crash. You know, everything right now points to pilot error. Uh, the pilot did uh, contact air traffic control, and he requested uh, what they call following. And air traffic control responded to him that you are too low. We are not able to follow you. Now, now what, what this means, I mean, for for anybody that that has you know any concept military concept of uh, these stealth bombers these planes that can fly below radar radar if 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 you fly below a certain altitude the uh, radar can't pick you up because the, the 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 radar picks up all kinds of ground clutter uh you know it can pick up trees and those kinds of things for example and particularly when you in a um a mountainous terrain which, uh, you know, they were flying, what they were flying through in, in, in order to uh, reach Thousand Oaks. Did you go, were you in Thousand Oaks? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Cal Lutheran College is this, uh, yeah, I, I have been to Thousand Oaks. Is yeah. that is that where you tried out with the Cowboys? Yes, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah, okay, so so this is like 70 miles from uh, from Kobe's home, you know, in Orange County. Uh, that's a good distance, brother, from uh, L.A., or for the forum of wherever you know the Lakers play nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, in 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 well, Orange County is even. I mean, he uh, forty nine miles. The uh, Staples Center is forty nine miles from his home. He lived out in out you know out in uh, Orange County. Yeah, the Staples. Yeah. Uh, so so um, basically, what happens? What what Brother Amos was talking about in terms of uh, you have the option. Of flying, you know, helicopters have the option of flying by sight or by uh, air traffic control. They 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 have a there's a technical term that I can't think of right now. But what happens when you when you when 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 you agree to fly under the control of of, of the people who can see everything, then they can delay you. For example, they can they can say they can say you 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 not. Uh, cleared to fly through this space right now because uh, there might be, uh, you know, commercial airliners taking off from LAX or Burbank or the uh, other airport up in Van Nuys, for example. You're not, you, you're not, you're not clear to fly. You got yeah. to, and 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 as a matter of fact, he uh, over to uh, Glendale, he did have to circle for about ten or fifteen minutes. Apparently, you know, they uh, for whatever reason. Maybe they contacted him, told him, you know, don't proceed at this moment and whatnot. But the fact of the matter is, it was it was it was his choice, and and I think the thought process was, uh, whatever time they decided to take off, based on you know trying to get the uh, the young ladies, uh, Kobe's daughter and another young lady, you know, to this uh, facility for a basketball game, uh, they they may they may have. The thought process might have been, we don't have the time. We can't risk an hour delay. Uh, this is just thoughts. Now mm-hmm. they might say, okay, uh, if 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 we if 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 we fly under the control of you know the uh, the air traffic controllers, then we 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 can't risk being delayed. Uh, so that that option, if if that was the decision, that option was was uh, was removed. But but. Everything points to a decision uh, that was made by the pilot flying a, a helicopter with uh, down-level technology. And uh, when, uh, you know, he was flying too low, he climbed and avoided one mountain and, and, and smashed in, and crashed into another one. And the, the technical terms that you're referring to is, is uh, VFR and IFR, VFR being visual flight 
uh, rules and then IFR being instrument flight rules. So what visual flight rules means is that as a pilot, you use your own visual sight to determine how low you are from the ground. Yeah, you and you need you need to be able to see the ground. To see the ground to be able to do it. You need to, you need you need to be able to see the ground and usually. And it was foggy. The mm -hmm. weather was bad. Mm -hmm. IFR means you use the air traffic controllers to guide you, um, but you have to fly like like Marco said. You have to fly at a certain altitude so that you can be picked up on radar so that they can guide you to. The destination. Yeah, you know, to guide you through the space, and 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 what, what other pilots, other helicopter pilots who have flown that that route say, that that basically what they use is uh, the, the the Golden State Freeway, Interstate Five, right to uh, to fly by because you know that that that, that that's the, the the ground, the the visual that they use on the ground. They say you know if 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 I fly over Interstate Five. Then I'll then I'll reach you know uh, the destination you know you know pretty much for for the most part that that that's what they use but if you it, but if you get into a situation where you can't see the ground see I think that's why he at the last moment he realized he was in trouble and that's why he requested air traffic control help mm -hmm. and then they t they told him say you you too low you you too low. You know we we can't help you because you're too low, mm -hmm. and so, I mean it's it's it's, it's a so tragedy. Maybe, so maybe the maybe the Illuminati paid air, air traffic sure. control to tell him he was too low and not helpful. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just trying to get to the bottom <laughs> of this theory that the Illuminati killed. Carl. I mean, there's so many different angles that you can take. Yeah, you know, one thing one thing I've learned, <laughs> brother, one, that's beneath barbershop. Talk. You, know, you know, I'm gonna tell you one I'm gonna tell you one thing I've learned. You will go crazy trying to figure out insane people. You, yep. you will absolutely you you will you yourself will go crazy when when you try to make when you try to make sanity, when you try to make sense out of something that's insane. You 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 can't make sanity out of insanity. You know, you can try to correct someone who is insane and bring them back to sanity, but you can't make sanity out of what of, of what someone is saying that's absolutely insane. You, there, 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 there's no logic or there, there, there's, there's nothing. Uh, but, but the greater the greater issue in my mind is that uh, these these theories, which have, you know, we've had a number of people over the years in our community who've espoused these theories. Uh, the, you know, the the ancestor Dick Gregory. Now, will I will say this. Dick Gregory did a lot of research on a lot of his things. Now, some of his, you know, some of his things. Well, he did research, but he never give you his sources, though. He, well, <laughs> he might not. He might not give you the source, but but you know, he would. He, you know, he 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 would he would he would give you some. He would offer you some type of research. But but when, but but when, but when somebody makes a statement, when someone says, the NBA, Big Pharma, or the Council on Foreign Relations. You need you you need to ask that person provide your documentation, give me something. I mean, we don't have the complete unredacted files. The U.S. government obviously has something to hide, so they will not release the complete unredacted government files on Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. After 50 plus years, they still fear they have something to hide to the point. And so all of these people, you know, the war Churchills of the world and all of these other people who have, you know, uh, the brother we interview, Carl Evans, done major research on Malcolm X. They had to use files that are redacted. And what that means is that key portions of the files have been blacked out, have been crossed out. And so and so you have to kind of surmise. Hmm. For example, see so, see sometimes for example, like um you know, I posted on my blog uh, uh some of the uh Cointel profiles uh from from the very moment they started following Malcolm uh which was in the period of 1952-53. They started they started following Malcolm. Uh 
the U.S. Army Intelligence, which was the, the primary uh, intelligence agency uh, in, in, in terms of, you know, spying on people, you know, as the FBI, as Jager Hoover was developing the FBI, actually has files on the Martin Luther King family that go back to 1917. Wow. And their first entry on Dr. King. He was a student at Morehouse. 15 years old, maybe? Uh, I think he might have been a senior, so he might have been 18 or 19. But he was, he was at a meeting, and the, and, and the Army recorded. They had, they had an informant in the meeting with Dr. King. I think this was maybe, may have been in 1948 or 49, somewhere in that time frame. Maybe at the Highlander School? At the Highlander School, okay. exactly. And so, you know, at, at, at that point, their technology was they had to actually have, have infiltrators. And... What they 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 uh, uh they had an infiltrator. Dr. King's grandfather was an NAACP leader, and so they had people that were in the NAACP and in his church spying on the sermons of uh, I think uh, Reverend Williams. I think Williams is the name of his uh, his mother's uh, uh, you know maiden name. So so these these so so these people. They, 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 but when they started creating documents, let me get my train of thought back. When they started creating documents, for example, on Malcolm in the 1952-53 time frame, you will see a sentence that says, blank says that Malcolm gave a speech and said this. See, that's the name of the person that was giving them the information. You know, mm -hmm. it might it might have been John Ali. I don't know. You know, somebody, <laughs> right? Yeah. But so so that name is blanked out, and then they'll say, you know, Malcolm was in a meeting, and it, then you have like a whole paragraph blacked out. So you so you you, you don't have the to conceal the identity of the conceal the identity of the yeah. people who who were there. You know that were that 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 were that were reporting these things, or you know other people that 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 might have been you know. Uh, you know, under their influence or agencies or whatever. So, so, but see, so, but you have these files. Even though the information isn't complete, there's enough. There's enough information for for you know brilliant scholars and researchers to piece together things to say, okay, you know, this is, you know, what probably happened. These people are coming up with stuff they just pulling out of the clear blue sky. And that's the thing. There ain't no COINTEL profiles that are redacted. But that's the thing. It's, it's laziness. Like One thing I'll say this. Ancestor Steve Coakley had a lot of conspiracy conspiracies and theories. But one thing Steve Coakley did is he did go into the lab and do research to try to prove the theories and the conspiracies that he was teaching the people about. Whereas a lot of people today, it's easy to have intuition and to, and to think a thought and say, this could be the case. It's hard to go into the lab and do the lab work. You remember you, when you were in school, in science class, and you would sit back and listen to the teacher talk. That was the easy part. Mm -hmm. But then when you get that homework assignment or that lab work assignment, you have to go back into the lab, do the diligent work to validate and prove what you are saying. That's the hard part. So many of our people get stuck in the lazy phase. And then we run with these wild ideas and these wild emotions. And like you talked about Richard King's example of the balance, the cerebral balance of the brain. So yes, you do have an emotional side and you have a logical side. Mm -hmm. Balancing the two. Getting stuck in the easy part, which is the emotional side, versus the hard work, which is oftentimes the logical side, is where we have to get better. We have to get past just thinking something and say, okay, now let's do the lab work, let's do the homework, let's put together the facts, and let's prove it. Hedonism, brother. The perception just because it feels good, it is good. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it's, you know, like I said, man, uh, the, a lot of these people are doing major damage in the arena of constantly creating confusion in our minds 
So there's so much clutter in our minds today that people have difficulty, you know, trying to just cut through the clutter to even understand something as as basic, you know, as where are all these guns coming from that are being used to kill, you know, our people in the streets? And I mean, that was one of the things that I wanted to talk about, you know, if we uh, if we're ready to move on, the tragedy that took place uh, last weekend up in Salisbury, North Carolina, affecting uh, six young uh, black males, four of whom were students at Livingstone uh, College, and the other two were students at Catawba College. I know Gullah Jack has has done a lot of work up in, in, in Rowan County. I know you used to teach up there, and you were also involved with some people that were trying to uh, put together um, some some type of organizations. Uh, the, the one of the one of the real 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 tragedies is Livingstone quarterback Ryan Williams was shot three times and underwent a second surgery, and now they have determined uh, that this young man from Jacksonville, Florida, is now paralyzed from the waist down. So mm. what happened is this. What happened is this. This this is the the real tragedy. I mean, all of us as young people have gone to parties and we've done some wild things, you know, particularly in college, right? I mean, just unbelievable, right? Uh, Everclear and all kinds of stuff. But anyway, anyway, the thought of going to a party and being shot is something that never entered our minds. No. Basically, I mean, you know, I grew up in Charlotte. There were certain neighborhoods in Charlotte. There was one neighborhood named called Blue Heaven. I don't know where the blue came from, but basically it was like if you went there, you could probably expect a fight or cutting, or maybe somebody might get capped with a twenty-two. But that but but there wasn't a lot of that. Usually it would be might be, you know, like uh, Bumpy Johnson, you know, <laughs> that straight razor or something. So but the violence was predictable. But in terms of going to parties and whatnot, you know, spiking the punch with Everclear, you, 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 the thought of being shot. So, so these, so these young people were at a party at a facility off campus, a black-owned restaurant uh, on uh, Jake Alexander Boulevard, and somebody inside of the party started shooting. And, and, uh, five young black males uh, between the ages of 21 and 23 were shot. And this one, this one young man, this, this uh, young man that uh, came to Livingstone to play football, uh, he was the quarterback for the team. He's now paralyzed from the waist down. Why? Why? Our children can't even enjoy themselves at a party without somebody pulling out a gun for what? Now, it just so happened that the other three Livingstone students were also his football teammates. So I don't know if there was some type of altercation, somebody couldn't fight or whatever. They pulled out a gun and just and just started shooting. But, but uh, we are literally in a state of emergency with, these, uh, with the tyranny of stray bullets they're striking so many of our people. And, you know, this is right in front of us. This is happening right in front of us. And we can't figure out how that's going on. Right? I mean, there are, some people say guns are being dumped into our community. I know for a fact, if the Black Panther Party and the Black Liberation Army was still being, was still operating, there wouldn't be these guns in our community because they'd be a th- they'd be afraid of how they might be used, mm-hmm. who they would be used on. Mm-hmm. Okay? I guarantee you if the Black Panther Party and the Black Liberation Army was still operating, nobody would be, all these guns wouldn't be in the hands of these young people because, because a lot of these young people would be uh, politicized if by people, if they had lived like Bunchy Carter and Fred Hampton. It would be a mass sweep and confiscation of guns. A violation. It would be a violation against 
your Second Amendment rights if that was still the case. Exactly. I mean, just like uh, you know, when Bunchy and 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 uh, and John Huggins were killed at UCLA, they raided the apartment where they were where where they lived, and they they confiscated all the guns, some of which were owned by Judge Joe Brown, right? But you know, he was never charged. What's the, what was the brother just recently down in uh, Texas? Bolagon was his yeah. first name. Uh, Rakim, I think. Rakim Bolagon. Yeah. Yeah. They once they saw him on video with guns. Right. They did a sweep through his apartment. They got a, a warrant and raided his apartment. Yeah, because they they formed they formed in 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 the wake of all of these killings, they formed the Huey P. Newton Gun Club in Dallas. Texas is an open carry state. So you have black men and black women who go out and train. They have AR-15s, Uzis, and all kinds of weapons. They go out and train. But it's legal in the state of Texas. And so this, this particular brother was uh, the spokesperson for the organization. And they raided his home because they said that he had an arrest warrant from uh, some kind of domestic situation that happened in Tennessee. And this brother stayed in jail for what? It was six to eight months. Wasn't he in jail? Almost. Raheem Bolagon. Yeah. Somewhere in that neighborhood for, and he, he had done nothing in Texas to warrant this other than the fact that he said black people have the right to defend themselves. So, you know, so, so there's an example of it. But I mean, we really, you know, we really need a mass movement to get, to get this situation under control, because we are just losing too many young black people to senseless violence. I mean, I think the young they had 108 murders, homicides in Charlotte in 2019, and actually, uh, Jack, the homicide rate, the homicide rate in North Carolina was up in. Charlotte, Raleigh, Greensboro, and Winston-Salem. In every one of those cities in North Carolina, the homicide rate was up, uh, you know, in addition to, you know, the massive increases that, you know, you saw in cities like uh, Baltimore, for example. So, you know, this is, this, is a, this, is, this is a serious problem. The youngest person, I believe, that was killed in Charlotte by, killed by a stray bullet was seven months old. Hmm. A child sleeping in a in a home when when somebody fired. Uh, in this particular case, they think that they that uh, it was someone who knew the home because they specifically fired into the bedrooms. So you know that I mean th th this is a, a crisis that we're dealing with. Yeah, and was that the report that was on the news recently? Um, the guy in Charlotte who was was in high school, they got killed in his house. Uh, yeah, there was, yeah, there was, there was one, there was one killed in his house. Yeah. Uh, uh, there was another tragedy. This actually happened on Martin Luther King day, uh, down in, uh, uh, it was, it was either Union County or Anson County, somewhere between Monroe and, and Waysboro. These young brothers were playing basketball. They were playing basketball. They had a pickup basketball game. And, um, and they, there was an altercation. Um, and I, 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 know, I know Jack. You know you play a lot of you play a lot of uh, pickup basketball at the Y, and, and and you see these arguments. Yeah, ab ab absolutely. And um, one of the older guys, I'm there to be a big uncle, father to the the disenfranchised brothers who, are in many instances, really trying to resolve childhood issues. Uh, there has been the threat from time to time of gun violence brothers always go uh, threatening to go out to their car and subsequently wielding a gun uh it's a combination of a lot of variables brothers uh, you know brothers trying to resolve childhood issues reactionary masculinity the availability of guns uh i would describe it as um glorification of violence he shit said she said entanglements displaced anger. Uh, in, in, in many instances, the arguments, what precipitates these arguments are something that's stupid. As who's a better player, Kobe or LeBron? 
<laughs> you know, that, that, that becomes the genesis of many of these arguments. And out of this combustion, you know, you have these, uh, this hostility. In many instances, I mean, even though the brothers are younger than me, stronger than me, you know, I tackle them uh, and, uh, to help them save face. Yeah. Brother, you really don't want to fight, but, you know, why is this show even necessary? You know, here again, uh, I, I misguided concepts of respect, brother. Respect my call. You know, that becomes a precursor in many instances. You know, brother, is this the only goddamn, oh, shoot, excuse me, <laughs> is this the only thing you get upset? I apologize, listening <laughs> audience. You know, you got a kid. When the last time you showed this type of vitriol and outrage at your child's PTA meeting? You know, let, let's put it in perspective. You know, how much you, stock do you own in the Los Angeles Lakers and the Cleveland Cavaliers? You know, one of one of the things, you know, we played obviously because you know where I was growing up, we didn't have no choice. You know, we had to play in fields and things. We played sandlot football. You know, I mean, <laughs> I remember crashing into a brick wall playing football without a helmet. <laughs> trying to catch a pass and <laughs> I don't know how how I wasn't concussed. I saw stars, but I don't know what how I wasn't concussed. We played, you know, we had to make up our own basketball, you know, courts and baseball diamonds and whatever. We were competitors. We all wanted to win. Uh my daughter you know, she played basketball for West Charlotte, and uh, so she's working with uh, you know uh, one of one of her nephews uh, on, on you know on some things. Uh, she was a pretty good three point shooter, and so we we were down we were we were down at this park, and it, there there were a lot of basketball courts there, so we were kind of off. But on this one court, there were a bunch of guys playing, and all you could hear. Out of the out of the guys, MF this, SOB this, and I mean I'm like we played against one another. There was no hostility. We were competitive. We surely wanted to win. I crashed into a wall trying to catch a pass. <laughs> I had a shine on my eye. It was unbelievable. But but it was none of that kind of hostility. See, I can see how. This because they the you you playing with so much rage. Rather than just, you ain't getting paid a dime. You just you playing a pickup basketball game. It should be fun. Every obviously you want to win. There can be some trash talk, but but what I hear is a lot of aggression. In 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 the voice of the of these people, and I'm like, man, you know. I'm gonna have to, you know, make a dash and, and and tackle my daughter and my grandson at the same time if if bullets rang out because most the the most people the natural tendency is to run and that's one of the worst things you can do. You know, I mean, you know, I got. And stumped. once again, that's Go the ahead, balance. That's the balance of the 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 emotional and the logical brain because the the, the emotion overpowers and people forget that it is just a game. Even on a professional level, people that are getting paid, they forget that it's just a plastic trophy. You know, brother, I, I still got to go back to uh, Ani, and we've cited many of the variables that have contributed to this madness. And we have to start at the basis of it. You know, McCarroll mentioned it earlier. It was a disconnect from our spiritual roots. You know, the objectification extending to the point where we objectify each other in a materialistic society run amok uh the value of black life has declined the disrespect that we have one to the other has reached a whole another level you know not only did i perceive you when i saw you but i could not detach that from the reality that I know your father, I know your mama, I know your auntie, I know your granddaddy. There's just been, there has been a tangible breakdown with the confluence of materialism, objectification, uh, just a number of issues. And sadly, you know, it goes back to what Ani says, you know, a culture makes cooperation natural and, you know, just, 
Equally more sadly is that the toothpaste is out of the tube. It is easy, okay, normal once again, to construct rather than to deconstruct. Mm -hmm. And then the mechanisms are not in place for us to deconstruct and then rebuild, brother. Right. It, 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 it is sad. You know, it, it, it's sad. And, you know, twin with that is, you know, the white supremacist um, bombardment mm -hmm. of that results in what Dr. King says, the thingification of black people. We swim in the same cultural water. We've internalized this poison. Let's go back to Annie once again. You, we do not have to be, white folk do not have to be in close proximity to us for us to damage or for us to be damaged. We carry, this is Annie talking, cultural AIDS. Exactly, exactly. I know we, we're getting ready to close out, so I do want to say that um, it is uh, uh, February of uh, 2020 or what, 62? 6260. 60. Um, and so, so we're starting another year of, of African history uh, because, because of the, uh, the great, uh, the, 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 the people scholar, uh, Carter G. Woodson. Uh, in, in, in 1915, uh, this brother, who, uh, uh, according to uh, Dr. Kamathi Carr, may be the only person whose parents were enslaved who received the Ph.D. from Harvard. His parents were enslaved. This brother didn't even start school, really, until he was about 18 years old um, because he had to work in the mines and the fields. But in 1915, he uh, founded an organization called the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History. That organization that Dr. Uh, Carter G. Woodson founded in 1915 still exists today, uh, except that it's called the Study for the Study for uh, of African American Life and History (ASALH). Um, so in 1926, Dr. Woodson uh, started what was called uh, Negro History Week, he recognized uh, the significance of of having uh, something that 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 called upon us to study, and from study to learn and emulate from the great things that happen in our history. So we've been posting uh, some of Dr. Uh, Woodson's uh, more famous quotes, you know, on our Facebook page. Uh, he said, "If a race has no history." If it has no worthwhile tradition, it becomes a negligible, negligible factor in the thought, in the thought of the world, and it stands in danger of being exterminated. It stands in danger, and of course, you know, we know Dr. Woodson was also a writer uh, for Marcus Garvey's newspaper, uh, The Negro World. He also said, "Those who have no record of what their forebears have accomplished." lose the inspiration which comes from the teaching of biography and history. So, you know, this was one of our really great teachers. And uh, we, we're going to be posting a lot more of these quotes uh, as, as, as we go, uh, you know, throughout this month. And, you know, we say we're beginning another year because for us, our history is 365 days a year, you know, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. I mean, that's how that's how important it is. So with that... Uh, African Liberation Media, brother, you triggered a thought uh, uttered by Dr. Wilson. Race of people, shorn of the past, bereft of the future. All you have is the presence. And consequently, there's nothing to put a break on impulse. Here with Brother Amos and Brother Macaroo, this is the African Liberation Media. Power or the lack of power. I want to repeat this. Power or the lack of power. If your education in this institution is not about gaining real power, not job, because your jobs do not represent power. Not getting elected, that does not represent power either. 
God, buying your houses and fine clothes does not represent power. If it is not about real power, you are being miseducated and misled, and you will die educated and misled. If your study of black history is merely an exercise in feeling good about yourself, then you will die feeling good. The study of history then must be more than the pumping up of your self-esteem and the pumping up of your pride. Those things are important, but ultimately those things are not the means by which we will save ourselves as people in this world.